Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Earlier on the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy. It's the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. 13 seconds to go in the overtime. 22 to 19 San Francisco. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCole Hardman! McCole Hardman with the catch on the right side! A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime! Kansas City wins the game! 25-22! The seventh longest game in the history of the NFL was one of the most memorable ones as well. And the Chiefs... You're going to hear a lot about it. You might as well say it right now. They have their dynasty. So is it a dynasty now? Yeah, it's the start of one. We're not done. I know we're going to celebrate tonight, celebrate the Pride Wednesday, Kansas City, but we're not done. We've got a young team. We'll keep this thing going. Just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. Yes, the Super Bowl's in the books, Kevin Bowen. I mean, just I mean, can you believe those hardworking Chiefs were underdogs in a couple playoff games? What disrespect! I'm glad they made it through. Whatever. Uh, Super Bowl's in the books. What a night last night! A lot of fun. We'll talk about that. I know Kevin Bowen wants to break down three hours of Usher talk. We said no. Me and Mark Dyton said absolutely well, not. We're not doing Notre three Dame, hours. Virginia Tech talk. <laughs> Big yes. home win for the Fighting uh, Trues Bears. Uh, yeah, uh, Tyrese Halliburton goes off the backboard. Obviously, Indiana, Purdue, tons to talk about today. But uh, Super Bowl 58 in the books, and we'll talk about it. Hanging out with you until 10 o'clock. It's the wake-up call on the fan. Mark Dykton producing today's effort. I'm Andy Sweeney. KB, a good morning to you. You're decked out in Notre Dame. Why is that? Is decked there something going on that I don't know about? First win for the men's basketball program in it, quite in some two time. Uh, well, just a month, <laughs> but it, it has been a while been there. 30 so, days. Yeah, if we can fit that that in here the next three hours. That'd be glorious. I'd appreciate that. Out of view. Uh, yeah, I sit here on this Monday morning and and, and I'm just jealous. I, I don't I, I don't hate I uh, know I don't hate the Chiefs. I'm just jealous. You know, <laughs> hatred is is saved for the venom towards Belichick and Brady. Right. You know, you wanted to punch them in the sure. face. You wanted to kick Brady in the you know what. <laughs> like, oh my he's that good looking and that good at football. And with Kansas City, you I don't want to do that a little there. bit though. Not just a little I, bit. I, I, I just sit there and I am just so as a sports fan, period, just that phrase, I'm jealous. You know, when I watch Notre Dame, for example, Notre Dame football, here they are, you know, Ohio State, they've got them in their own building, they're leading the game, boom, Ohio State takes over late, and I'm sitting there thinking, boy, how do you think they're going to blow this one? And with Kansas City, it's the, opposite. It's the exact yeah. opposite. Oh, sure it, it is. is. How are like I know they're going to do it, right? Yet I just can't get myself to financially back it for idiotic I reasons. I told you, we tried to um, tell you. I, I told you guys. I, think I, I said, said Listen, you guys on Friday. Will you clip this out on Monday you, you for did. me? You did. The homes and the points. <laughs> so I, I, pardon me, thought Mark might have clipped that out there and put it in the opener. Uh, but yeah, again, the, the the Patriots' hatred was all venom, Andy, and, and this is just, it's straight up jealousy. It's jealousy of, as a sports fan, what you want is your team to have the clutch gene, your team to make the play when it matters, and it's not always the same looking thing. I mean, if you watch Mahomes on that final drive, it's not like he was flinging it all over the yard and making throws that no QB can make. It was just methodical, death by a thousand paper cuts. And McCall Hardman for the game winner there. Uh, they are inevitable. They are incredible. They are a dynasty. And I said it last week or two weeks ago, Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, I mean, the beauty is Mikkel Hardman started the season with the New York Jets. Couldn't get on the field. They had their complete mess. He just goes back to Kansas City, a little transfer portal in the middle of the season, and catches a game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. I mean, have there been two bigger bigger polar opposites than Jets football to, hey, I'm going to catch the game-winning touchdown from Patrick Mahomes in overtime in the Super Bowl? My goodness. 
goodness. And by the way, our guy, uh, I don't know, second quarter, we interviewed last week George Odom, uh-huh. who almost got into a fight in the second quarter, and I was like, that's my guy. Well, he got in that's there. That's my guy. He got in there late. I, I thought he might have played overtime, because remember when Kelsey kind of ran that dude over on the third and yeah. seven, and that safety went out there? You know, that was a, a storyline that I think we saw a lot late, late. Did you have an issue with Shanahan deferring in overtime? Well, yeah. I, I mean, to me, to, to me, I would say 80 to 8. I mean, I don't know. 80% of the NFL community last night was like, you don't do that. You you don't do that. You're playing. And, and their point was you're playing for the third possession there to end the That's game. That's what Shanahan said. Yeah. For those that missed it last night, Shanahan said after the game. And again, these are new NFL overtime rules. I thought CBS did a poor job in just making sure that we all were kind of knowing exactly what those rules were. Because, Especially with the clock at the end. Yeah, I think there was some confusion over that overtime clock there dwindling. Um, I thought the official, Venovich, did a nice job of saying this is a new game. Like, we are in a first quarter of a new game here. Um, I thought initially, and I brought up that George Odom into the game, I thought at some point maybe Shanahan was thinking, hey, let's get our defense on the sideline for a few minutes and regroup. Because I just didn't think their pass rush was as controlling of the line of scrimmage as it was earlier in the game. I thought they had a great first half. Frankly, I thought at halftime, San Francisco probably felt like they should have been up more. Oh, yeah. They, they left defensively. The Niners in the first half did about as much as they could. Right. Didn't but, you feel that way? But Shanahan said after the game um, that he wanted the third possession. So theoretically there, okay, San Francisco kicked the field goal. Let's say Kansas City would have stalled out and kicked the field goal. Then San Francisco would have had the sudden death possession. They would have had the ability to then score for the win. I saw someone uh, made a good, I thought, a simple analogy to it late last night. Basically, at that point, you either say, I want information or I want sudden death. The information would have been what Kansas City got. We know we have to go for it on every fourth down until we get into whatever field goal touchdown range versus Kyle Shanahan thought, I want to have that third possession for sudden death if we get there, of course. Uh, when you're facing Patrick Mahomes, you don't get that. Yeah, I mean, the majority of people disagreed with Shanahan and how you know and how he handled it. That was on you know that was on Twitter X last night, which I was addicted to watching this entire game. But you know, we'll dive into it. Super Bowl Fifty Eight. What does it mean? I don't know. I mean, AFC. If you're the Colts, if you're the AFC, uh, you know, you look at Pat Mahomes, and it doesn't matter if he's an underdog or now at Arrowhead or away from Arrowhead, he'll go on the road and win. And you know, it does feel a little Michael Jordan ish. I mean, it does, does it not, that other people, you know, Lamar Jackson, you can be an MVP. Remember back in MJ's day so much, Carl Malone, you can be an MVP, but when it comes down to it, uh, you just felt the word inevitable. That's how I felt. And d- boy, didn't the, f- didn't, the, didn't the Niners have to feel that on that final possession? I mean, I guess you could say, well, it was a, it was a fourth down and they make the stop there. That doesn't work out. Things can go differently, but we'll talk lots of Super Bowl uh, Pacers on the road. They're back in action tonight. Uh, they go on the road, get a nice win. Uh, against the Knicks. We don't need to forget that. A couple nights, you know, after the Knicks walked in here, uh, or no, that was on the road as well, as, uh, as as the Knicks won just a couple nights ago over the Pacers. So I want to break down that. And then, obviously, Indiana-Purdue on Saturday. We need not forget what happened. And what happened was Purdue just laughing at Indiana basketball. I mean, if you're an IU fan, it's not even by what you lost by. It's not even the three-pointer, although that hurts. It's just the fact that I don't know. Purdue did everything with a smile after the game. Braden Smith is like, oh, yeah, you know, I really I was a little surprised. I was able just to walk to the basket as a 5'10 point guard and going for a layup. Yeah. Uh, that Zach Eady yeah. pull up three. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there were just layup line moments. I, for Braden I, there were Smith. absolute layup lines uh, for many guys on the team, especially Braden Smith. So I don't want to forget about that. But obviously, uh, the Super Bowl, what does it mean for the Colts? And just a game itself, KB, where the first you know, the first half was boring. You got into the third quarter. It's kind of boring. You think, and even, you know, you get you get Usher, which we can dive into the halftime show. You know, the Chiefs come out they and have two or three bad plays in a row. You know, they f- they fumble. You know, Mahomes is kicking the ball around, so they don't throw in a pick. Like, I don't know. It was just a messy game for about two and a half quarters, and everyone kept saying, boy, the Niners got to score. Boy, the Niners got to score. You got to have more uh, of a lead on Kansas City. And when they didn't, Mahomes got things going. Kelsey got things going. Uh, and that's all she wrote. As we yeah. did go into overtime, seventh seventh longest game in the history of the NFL last night. Yeah, San Francisco played with fire. I mean, they just they, they played with fire early on. In it, this is a, probably a horrible analogy, but like for five minutes on Saturday night, 
Purdue cracked the door open for Indiana. Like, Purdue missed, what, the first six or seven threes? Oh, they missed a ton of wide-open shots. Indiana yeah. shockingly had, like, a decent start to the game, really. I Honestly, better than decent uh, with those first few field goals. But it was like, okay, you had your chance, and now it is going to be slammed shut like none other and a thunderous. And, it, you know, it, in a way, obviously it wasn't as dominant. But Kansas City, that's what happened with San Francisco. Of Like, you are going to pay for that. The fact that you squandered those chances to push the lead even further and take 10 nothing to whatever, 17 nothing, 14 nothing. Um, you know, ten was it 10-6 when they muffed the punt or when it hit the guy? Um I hit one of their gunners there. That was obviously a huge, huge play. You know, the missed blocked extra point. Yep. Oh, know, it's massive. Certainly impacts strategy the rest of the game as well. Well, McCaffrey um, even fumbling on the first possession. Right. I mean, you're going to get points there, right? Yeah, again, San you're Francisco gonna get moved something. it so much better than Kansas City did throughout the first half there. It was funny. My, uh, my uncle is a diehard football fan. Texted me probably, I guess, in the third quarter. He's like, it's got a little feel to a preseason game with some of the mistakes that you saw. I mean, hell, the first play of the second half, you know, Pacheco loses yeah. a bunch of yards. That was, you know, just kind of awkward timing for Mahomes and him. And, and it was uh, an odd game. Like, that was the first play of the second half. And it's just like, wow. I mean, this is a bit sloppy. But then obviously the fourth quarter and overtime delivered in terms of entertainment, you know, back and forth nature to it all. Uh, from a local angle, I thought one of the more underrated players of the game was George Karloftis. Oh, he for was the great. Chiefs. Uh, he was outstanding. Three quarterback hits, had a half sack, had the fumble recovery very early. You mentioned the uh, the McCaffrey fumble on that opening drive there. Drew Tranquil, the uh, Fort Wayne Carroll, Notre Dame product, a Super Bowl winner. Forgot to mention this last week. Uh, Nick Jones, Ball State cornerback, actually got in the game for Kansas City. Uh, he is another uh, local angle to that one. Uh, so a couple of different guys. I think they had um, Cam Jones, IU linebacker, on their in- injured reserve. But yeah, a couple local products here from Purdue, Notre Dame, and Ball State all on uh, Kansas City. Let me give you a stat. The Kansas City Chiefs gave up 22 points in the second half of games in the postseason. <laughs> Well, how about the run? It's unbelievable. Like it's just unbelievable. I get that they, you know, I think Mother Nature favored them in that opening game, but I mean, they beat Tua, Josh Allen, oh. and Lamar Jackson. No. You, you, you beat Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson away from home. That was a Buffalo team that, at that point, I think a lot of people had said, you know, they are the hottest or one of the hotter teams in the league. Remember, Baltimore set an NFL record with wins over teams better than five hundred this past season. I mean, they were a great. I mean, Baltimore and San Francisco. You talk about complete teams, and for you to have made this run, it's it's I, I would say easily the most difficult run Kansas City has had in these three Super Bowls. And for those hoping for something last night from Travis Kelsey and or Andy Reid, it sounds like both of them are. Boy, it, it was amazing to me at the end, Andy, how quickly they all were on to like th- winning three in a row. I mean, that was like Kelsey's dominant theme up there on the podium. Yeah. Even Andy, Mahomes Andy Reid said he's coming back. Yeah. Again, that has never been done. Uh, first one to win two in a row since the Patriots in 03-04. So the hatred is just rooted in jealousy, Andy Sweeney. Why can't my teams be like that? Well, let me, can I ask you something? Is there a little hopelessness to it? I, I mean, because I'm with you. I mean, I, I respect the hell out of the Chiefs. I don't like it. I'm going kicking and street, screaming. I want to be a hater, but I don't also want to be that guy. Like, okay, with the Chiefs. I don't want to be a hater because what we're watching is greatness. And all these other teams have had ample opportunity. I mean, the AFC has had ample opportunity. They maybe, traded away Tyreek Hill in one. Maybe it's the health. Maybe it's the health of Joe Burrow. Maybe that's the only thing in the AFC. I don't. If I wake up today and I know the Colts are not in a rebuilding spot, but they're not there to where it's double digit wins and they're like, okay, let's go get this AFC championship. But if you're the Buffalo Bills today, you wake up and think what? If you're Lamar Jackson uh, and the Baltimore Ravens, you wake up and think what? The reason I say that, you know, Baltimore has had, like this season, historically great year. You get the guy in your house. You get the crowd. You get everything else. And the Chiefs do what they do, and they move on. I mean, Buffalo, it's, it's you got to, listen, we got to we gotta get away from Arrowhead. We got to get him here to Bill's Mafia. That Yeah, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I don't know. That's just how I feel. I almost wonder in the AFC – I wonder, I wonder how many Colts fans, KB, feel like you, or or is there more is there more hate there? And maybe that's what we've seen this season with this team. And it's 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 been you know they've been able to 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 misdirect it at like Taylor Swift or the Kelsey Swift relationship. Which, by the way, 
I love seeing a lot of Taylor. You know why? Blake Lively right next to her. Shout out. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I very I like, much. I was like, keep putting the camera. Cuts. Yeah. Keep putting uh-huh. the camera right there. I, I, I have no problem with Maddie, it. Tell whatsoever. me more about this lively character. <laughs> I did love how, you know, Jason Kelsey, I think they told him, did they tell him, hey, it's a Super Bowl, why don't you keep the shirt on? Like, you know, the AFC games, you can show the man boobs. The AFC, you can go and, and drink man in boobs. Buffalo. I think, I think you can do all Jason that. Jason Kelsey's look a tad different than mine or yours. <laughs> But not in the not in the damn you're, Super Bowl. What a night! Though. I mean, Bills fans are what you're hoping for is Patrick Mahomes wants to go play baseball. Then his dad <laughs> play baseball. That's what you're hoping for, right? He I wants mean, to go be a shortstop for a couple seasons. I mean, the dude has already won more playoff games than Peyton. Well, Manny. that's what I'm asking. Who He's consistently years old. who consistently has a chance here? I, I'm. I mean, I I ask that not to say, well, Colts fans, good know. luck. It but is... even the top teams at the top of the food chain in the AFC, you feel like they can't beat this team. They again, just can't. They just all. The throw to Valdez Scantling in the AFC title game, you know, that was vintage Mahomes. But then you watch the overtime drive, and yeah, he had a huge scramble on that drive. But Andy, it was 8 for 8 for 42 yards. It's not like there was a bunch of these just, oh my gosh, we're showing this to lead off Sports Center for highlight plays for the next 10 years. It wasn't the sidearm Houdini nature that he is capable of. That's, I think, what makes him so, so special is, you know, if you bring up the Bills analogy, at times with Josh Allen, Andy, it's, you know, can you make simple? And, and when he needs to make simple Mahomes, he does that. Like, it's not always this, I'm going to fit this ball into that window and watch this, and it, it's going to be unbelievable, this type of throw and, you know, whatever. I'm in the point oh 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 one percentile of quarterbacks that can ever, ever really in the entire league do that. It's when I need to be a little bit more... I, I'd even call him boring on that overtime drive. I mean, outside of the scramble, I will not think back to like any real throw he made on the drive there. It was just, here I am, and San Francisco, you're going to regret settling. It's just solid football, man. For that, It's for just that solid. It's just, it's just, they're so solid. And on a night win, San Francisco muffs a punt, misses an extra point. Yep. The, I mean, both teams, I guess, had the had the fumble there in, in scoring range, but still. Uh, the Chiefs, just jealousy. Straight up jealousy here, and... Jimmy Cook will be naked in here with that do rag. I saw he's wearing a skull cap, maybe last. <laughs> he claims night. it was a headband. Yeah. I, I have that, my doubts. That's the Mahomes thing. Doesn't Mahomes wear that? That I. I that's the only thing the Chiefs fans that you think Mahomes can get away ab- with it more than Jimmy game, Cook. Oh, just after the game. Oh, I just. I didn't think we had a chance, or you know, all the all the videos that Chiefs fans. No, you thought you had a chance. You thought you were going to win the game. You're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. And by the way, I'll say this. Steve Spagnola, because uh, he was, you know, people know I'm a Giants fan. He was, you know, the D.C. there uh, in New York. I think, I, I like, I think legit, I know this won't be the case. But if you, like, at some point may put him in, like, the Hall of Fame, I, I wouldn't be, like, I wouldn't be Chiefs a hater about it. damn impressive. I, I just, it, it's probably a shame we haven't mentioned them, you know, 17 minutes into the show. But what they did, you know. Well, they co- carried the team for three quarters. Well, and I honestly probably carried them a little bit on this run. Oh, sure It, it wasn't, you know, what, 17 in the AFC title game? Yeah. It, it's not like this yeah, 22 was, points in the playoffs in the second half. That's what they allowed. Yeah. It's just darn impressive by what they did here, especially in this run. Plenty to get to, of course, on this Monday. I continue to think it should be a national holiday. It seemed like uh, less cars on the on the roadways. Yeah, this, but we'd be working anyway. This morning, yes. So that would just make or would we get a would we get holiday pay or would we get a we comp just day? feel bitter yeah. about it, I guess. <laughs> uh lot to talk about with Purdue and Indiana. Forty one was it forty one points total? Uh if you combine the two meetings, forty two yeah. points total this season for Matt Painter's bunch over Mike Woodson. As Andy said, two games left for the Pacers. It's NBA All-Star Week. Really, the festivities will begin in our city coming up on Thursday. It's at Charlotte tonight. Big favorite the Pacers are down there. And uh, at Toronto on Wednesday. Thank you for spending the Super Bowl Monday with us. Kevin Bowen, Andy Sweeney, Mark Dykton here on 93.5107.5. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. I guess we're contractually obligated now that Mark played that, that I need to look around the room and ask you guys what you thought of the halftime show, right? So, KB, do you want to go first? Well, I thought the roller skate aspect to it was (laughs) arguably the most impressive. (laughs) Usher was extremely sweaty. Oh, you look like Sean Miller. I think he was making my wife sweat, which was a bit uncomfortable there. <laughs> you look like Buzz Williams. My yeah. wife was locked in. She couldn't care less about the game too much, but really? she was locked in when Usher came on stage. Now, I, I did enjoy seeing Alicia Keys and hearing Alicia Keys. Beautiful voice. Uh, Ludacris, Lil John, uh, Bieber, that was the fourth we were thinking, but no Bieber sighting, right? Oh, no. the only thing I care the only thing I care about is Lil John. They could have just played yeah twice and I would have been fine with it. I just John played that two or three times. Standing there. Yeah. I thought uh, I thought Usher was a really, really good uh, halftime show. Yeah, I uh I enjoyed, I thought uh Post Malone did a nice job. Mm-hmm. Pre-game as well. That was very talented on that end. So. Wearing his Cowboys jacket, first time in what damn near thirty years. A jacket like that's been worn in the Super Bowl, so good for him. Yeah, that's don't you worry about catching it. Catching strays from the NFC East fan. I don't I don't mind doing right it. I think that's my biggest issue is Andy Reid used to be a bum and now he's the greatest of all time. And I think I think that's what I'm struggling with the most. He went from cannot win the big one. Like literally no one no one looked like bum seems a bit could harsh. not it is a little bit harsh. Could not win the big one too. Oh yeah, he's like he's like, you know, one of the top two or three, you know, four coaches of all time. So so good for him. I, I want to get to Tyrese Halliburton had a tweet. We gotta dive into Purdue. Uh, in Indiana as well. I'm sure you guys have some funny thoughts on whether it be Usher, uh, the you know, any of the commercials, anything like that. I want to get into. I figure it is worth mentioning though. Before we do any of it, I want to play two very short sound clips, and the reason why is the Chiefs are, so, and maybe this is our fault. I don't know. Maybe I'm making too big of a deal out of it. But if they lose. And let's say the game, they just look bad the entire game. Okay, KB? Let's say the Chiefs lose. How big of a deal is is Travis Kelsey, I mean, the confrontation with Andy Reid, the grabbing of the arm, uh, the bumping of Andy Reid. Now, both of them, it was downplayed big time. And listen, I understand uh, it's heated. I understand Kelsey's probably right. He's like, hey, we're in the red zone. Why am I not on the field? This is what it's all about is, you know, I'm, I'm saving my body. Speaking of saving my body or his body, the Niners losing, was it Green Greenlaw? Just awful. Doing Achilles running Absolutely on the field? Yeah. yeah. Running on the field. Yeah. But I want to play these two clips because this was downplayed, and I wonder... If this were many other players and coaches, how this would be talked about, okay? And then if they, let's say the Chiefs just play a bad game and we wake up today and the San Francisco 49ers are your Super Bowl winner, I wonder how that play is talked about because right now, that's not being talked about. If you missed it last night, first half, um, Travis Kelsey is frustrated. He had what one target, one catch, and one it was a yard. Screen that was yeah. it. And in, in the first half, we I think this was in the second quarter. You know, the cameras show him screaming in the face of the head coach there, Andy Reid. He kind of grabs him by the arm and and, and gives him the I don't know, kind of like a like a, you would see an umpire and a manager go chest to chest, if you will, belly to belly, uh, if you will. Here's Andy Reid post game on the confrontation. He caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. He, 
cheap shot, but that's all right. He did good. He was really coming over just go, just put me in, I'll score, I'll score. You know, so that's really what it was. Well, I love that. I mean, it's not the first time. So, I listen, I appreciate him. All right, and so that's what I figured. They'd say, oh, it happens all the time. It doesn't happen all the time. Anyway, so that's Andy Reid. Uh, Kelsey was asked about it. Here's what he had to say. Man, I was fired up, man. I was fired up, and we weren't hitting on it, on all cylinders. And um, I, I had to give Big Red a love tap there and, and let <laughs> him know that, that we were was? all here fighting for him no matter what. But this is the point. When you win, stuff like that becomes – the media's laughing and having fun with it with Andy Reid. Oh, yeah, I just walked up and gave Big Red uh, a little a little love blump. When you win, you can do just about anything and get away with it. And that play last night, I saw probably 15, 20 other NFL players say, if I did that – <laughs> I'd be I'd be off the team. I'd be out of the league. I'd be, you know, it would be the number one conversation piece in the NFL. But when you're those guys and you win to that clip and you're that great, you can have stuff like that happen and it's okay. Yeah, first bout Hall of Famers have uh, probably Both of them. earned the right to get away with that. And hell, I mean, he, what, his girl flew how many time zones over? You think she flew that far to watch him have one target on a screen no. in the first half? Come on yeah. now. I, I, listen, I'm with you. He's trying to win Super Bowl MVP. Uh, I thought Kelsey is certainly much more involved in the second half, and to me, that's where you know his frustration. Because that was right after the Pacheco fumble, mm-hmm. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. There, uh, when you when you saw that happen, um, so yeah, sure. Rasheed Rice had a moment, and I mean, not obviously going up to read to that level, but it, you know, he had more of a look like a verbal moment with Mahomes there late in the game. Again, it's not like it was the cleanest, most vintage Chiefs performance. I mean, if you look at it offensively. You know, there were times it was clunky and, and they had drives stall out. And I thought the, diff, the the biggest difference to me, first half to second half, was San Francisco's D-line controlled the first two quarters. The Bosa and, was great. And I didn't think they did that anywhere near the nature they needed to in the second half. I mean, Chase Young had a few moments yeah, he did. early on in that game. Javon Kinlaw was making plays. You know, guys that even aren't Bosa. Um, but then there in the third and fourth quarter... Mahomes just, he always has that natural feel in the pocket of knowing where the rush is and how to elude guys and when to get rid of it, when to scramble. And probably the most iconic play, if even you want to label that, on the overtime drive was the scramble. That's really what I thought just took it from a, okay, just end it now so I can go to bed. The other thing I would add, and we can dive into some college hoops here, the other thing I would add is when you win and you're great, things get things get lost along the way. For instance, the Travis Kelsey, we just mentioned it. They had a drive stall out where they're running rice up the middle, right? Okay, and you're thinking, okay, why why is Andy Reid and Matt Nagy, shout out to Matt Nagy, your boy. Yeah, shocking the Chiefs offense hasn't looked as great this season anyway. Uh, yeah, Matt Nagy's going to catch a stray. And Give then him a the, head coaching gig, and then, somebody else. <laughs> and then the other one, you know, even at the end of the game, you know, the Chiefs could have called a timeout there. Like we we don't need to forget the the end of the the end of the game. They let some clock run to where they could have had another shot or two in the end zone. You know they they get the long play down the sideline, the catch and run by Kelsey, which set them up to have at least that kind of that, that back shoulder fade. six seconds and is then playing the, a fire. And, and then no no then there's six seconds, but before then, if they call a timeout, perhaps you would have some more time. It's a second guess thing, but again, when you win. When you're great, when you have a dynasty, those are things that we just completely forget. We you know we forget all about those things. And Andy Reid has had a career of interesting end of game situations, and he could have had one there, but they win the Super Bowl the and nobody cares. Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. That laugh was absurd. Who? Mahomes? Who is that? That's Mahomes. Mahomes. God, it sounds like an animal. I mean, sounds I mean, like he just ripped they're, a bong hit. They're 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 two you know they're two point dog on the road somewhere, and and that's the rally. It, it but is, that's how great they are. That the rallying cry is, oh, we might be a field cold dog on the road in a playoff game against the MVP of the NFL. It is pretty crazy looking back on it, thinking they were underdogs in three straight games. I know it wasn't big, but I like I, again, you give Mahomes and, and the points, it's like oh. it's why I bet the, the same Chiefs thing last with Alabama. And Nick Saban. What's crazy is you kept betting against them. I know. I, I know. I, I literally said you guys on Friday. You did. I go, you called your own shot. Like uh, clip this out and play it on. I, uh, Mark, I honestly thought you would, you would have that. Sitting we got there it. I, hurt, me. I didn't want to hurt you more than you probably your wallet was. Oh, I'm sure that. And it. it's one of those things where you watch the game and it's just like it seems like the opponent makes those plays of the muff of the punt, 
The missed extra point. That always happens against the Chiefs. The Zay Flowers fumble. The million penalties that Baltimore had in the AFC title game. And then, obviously, the complimentary aspect of it is Kansas City. Either they don't make as many of those plays. Right. Or they just, when they need it the most, they protect the football. They methodically get it done. And as soon as San Francisco ran Jake Moody out there for the fourth down field goal, on the opening drive of overtime, we all could have just gone to yeah, bed. It was done. It was inevitable. I told my, my my the in-laws are in town. I said, this is done. It's a matter of, of how it's going to look Again, at this I, point, but it's over. I will stress this all morning long, and I brought it up to lead off the show. The hatred is strictly jealousy for me. It, like, New England's hatred was pure venom. It just literally, I want to beat those you-know-what and insert every single expletive that I'm not allowed to say or else I'd be fined a whole lot of money here. With Kansas City, it's how how will they get it done? Not if they will get it done. How are they going to get it done? Oh, McCole Hardman? Oh, well, that's sure, a great new not a chapter problem. off of right. that. Yeah, he was a Jet at one point this season. Hell, he w- used to be a Chief. And the Chiefs said bye to him. And then he goes to the Jets, and now he's back here, and he gets it done. Like, Notre Dame, Ohio State this year, it's like, hmm, how are they going to rip my heart out? Oh, they're going to have 10 guys on the field on the game when he plays? Oh, settle down. third and 19 is going to get converted <laughs> yeah, against but, Notre but Dame? But you won the Duke game. Lou Holtz is going to have a, a, a say in this after the word. Like, You're still scarred by the Ohio State game just a little is, bit. But isn't that like sports I, I, fandom it, doom it, and gloom? It, no, it, total, it totally is. By the way, how speak- will my team lose? If you're a fan of the Chiefs, it's how will my team win? You need to, go to, you need to go to the Ringer. The Ringer has an article up, and I was reading through it this morning. Uh, it's by uh, it's by Lindsey Jones that Chris Jones, you know, the all-pro defensive lineman for the Chiefs, who, by the way, was fantastic, of course, and they're going to have to pay him money. They're going to have to make a decision uh, on him. Yeah, Pert Chris, Debo on, yeah, that, uh, on yeah. the chance to really, Chris, I think. Chris Jones said the Super Bowl overtime rules, they talked about it in the preseason. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. Like, they had, had rehearsed, hey, here's what could happen in this game. The 49ers had multiple players, including defensive lineman Eric Armstead, who is a great player, okay? Eric Armstead admit he didn't know, and other players, defenders, didn't know the postseason rule until they put it on the board uh, in the stadium there in Vegas. Gosh, that is so pathetic by Kyle Shanahan. I like Kyle Shanahan, but that ain't going to cut it. I told you on Friday the game was about Kyle Shanahan, had another lead in the fourth quarter, and lost it again. Purdue beats Indiana in West Lafayette on the, how about the uh, almost backdoor cover there by the Hoosiers there late? 79 59. The fact that the spread was 17 and a half points is just, it's amazing that this is where we're at with these two programs right now. Um, 41 total, 21 point win in Bloomington, 20 point in West Lafayette. She's Shane Steichen was in the building. On Saturday I did not night. see that. What was he wearing? Something neutral? Was he wearing white? I feel like he's always wearing that like hunting hat or yeah. like that. I, I, I forget. It's like his buddy's ranch or something out west. I feel like he's always rocking that. Again, I, I thought it was a bit of Groundhog's Day, Andy, from the first matchup of you know Indiana for that first segment. Oh my gosh, you know Hoosiers fans are like, should we hang the sixth banner for this? Four for four out of the gate. This is a great start. And I thought. The snowball happened right with the Cleo Ware two fouls. How about the five-second call Indiana got out of a timeout? Yeah. It just all transpired right there of the Ware has the alley-oop. I, I want to say it was 20-18, to 18, and I'm like, okay, Indiana's weathered you know, the storm. They've hung in there. We're now in the back half of the first half. That's obviously an improvement from the first matchup. You, you can't self-bench Cleo Ware for the rest of the half. And all of a sudden, the stubbornness from Mike Woodson that IU fans are frankly used to with him, yeah. it continues to show up from the self-benching of Ware for the rest of the half, and then he goes the heavy bench lineup, and, and on the road, you frankly, you're not built to come back anywhere. The game could be at the hyper, and you're not built to come back. And all of a sudden, as it snowballs, and 2 grows to 6, and 6 grows to 10, and 10 grows to 13, there is no look at Khalil Ware of like, go back in the game. And that, to me... If you're an IU fan, how is that not just beyond maddening that you're playing the number two team in the nation? They beat you in your place on a very like similar looking right. blueprint. Like you're, you're, sudden, you're having a second chance at this right. if you're Mike Woodson. Again, yeah. IU like Purdue cracked the door just a little well, early missed, on in that they game. They missed a bunch of wide open threes. Early on in that They're game, like they missed for their seven. first seven threes. Yeah. And then for Indiana to have the same song and dance of what we saw, you know, about a month ago down in Bloomington. Yeah, and then you hear Mike Woodson after the game, and it sounds like Colleen Bowen in a press conference, you know, back. Oh, Kevin, you know, played all right today. I'm like, no, mom, I was terrible. Like, it, it just, uh, it, it has to be beyond frustrating. 
outside of the obvious of boom, 20-point victory. Uh, and Purdue, of course, in full, firm control. Braden Smith outstanding on Saturday night in firm control of another Big Ten title. Yeah, if they didn't kill us. If you're an Indiana fan, or just Indiana, your your objective there is keep this game close. It's almost don't like let the Chiefs. Snowball. Yeah, don't let it snowball. Don't let it snowball. Be in contention. So if something go down ha- with your horses, if, go down swing. If something happens in the second half, you're within a striking distance, and maybe Purdue feels some of that game pressure, and they didn't do it. And it's and and, and quite frankly, I watched that game. Uh, and I thought, especially when it snowballed a little bit, and then obviously in the entire second half, Edie hits the three and you know, uh, and that that hoopla and everything else. But it felt like, and even Braden Smith said it after the game with the layup line that he was able to go through with Indiana's defense. It felt like Purdue was patting IU on the head. Yeah. It felt mm-hmm. like they were right. smiling and having a great moment uh, while IU, again, a year ago, the Indiana basketball program was was at a peak, was it not? You felt like, okay, this is a damn good team. We've beaten out Purdue twice this season. Mike Woodson kind of has things going, and it's a year later, and... I mean, I mean, the best thing is C.J. Gunn had a nice couple minutes. But you're right. When they have to go to Sparks, uh, he just cannot play at well, this it's level. Not just Sparks. It, it, no. It's the it's the heavy bench group. I mean, Sparks has looked more like a football player than a basketball player. For but, but, you know, the other thing is, and I know like Anthony Leal has been on our airwaves here a bunch. And it's like he's having a great story. Okay, so he doesn't start fine. Plays 18 minutes. He has one shot. And the only reason I bring that up is I don't know if you're Mike Woodson, the guy's made a couple big shots. I don't know. Maybe you draw something up where he gets a couple, you know, somewhat easy looks for three, but Purdue was laughing at Indiana. The big picture question, I think exiting this one, it was 11 years ago. Purdue got absolutely embarrassed in these two matchups. Tom Crean and that 2013 Hoosiers team, they combined to beat Purdue by over 60 in those two games. It's a similar level of embarrassment now for Indiana. How did Purdue respond to that? They've won 15 of 19 in this series, Andy. 15 of 19. That's domination. Again, embarrassed 11 years ago. Big look in the mirror moment. Matt Painter did it with us you know, a couple months ago, talking about how he had to change some things from a recruiting standpoint. How will Indiana react? How will Mike Woodson react? How will the program, how will the higher-ups, frankly, react to this? All right, we'll continue that conversation. A little Super Bowl flavor as well. Pacers back in action tonight. 8 o'clock hour coming up. Rayfield Davis joining us in the 9 o'clock hour. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Reminder coming up in a half an hour. Uh, we'll have uh, we'll give you a chance to win that oil change, but we're going to be giving away part of the pop quiz twenty five dollar gift certificate to Cluster Truck, and then a pair of tickets. Right, Mark, to Dave Matthews Band. Uh, quite the opposite of Usher and Little John. There, Dave Matthews Band coming your way June uh, was the twenty eighth, I believe you said. So late June, that that concert's going to be happening at Ruoff. We'll be giving away those tickets coming up here in about a half an hour. Let's keep the Purdue I discussion going. Rafael Davis joining us, Big Ten analyst, obviously former Purdue player as well, and he joins us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Rafael, good morning. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Appreciate you having me on. How are you? Uh, man, we're, we're great. Let's start with this right here. Uh, you heard the intro there with a, with a little usher. Give us something on the Super Bowl. Did you watch the Super Bowl? What did you think of it? What did you think of the halftime show? Uh, you're an American. You watched it. What did you think? I didn't watch too much of the game. I watched a little bit of it overtime, but I, yeah, I watched the halftime show. I thought uh, I thought it was really good. I was a um, big Usher fan growing up. I think the song with Alicia Keys is one of my mm. favorite songs. I, uh, 
ever heard in my life. So I thought that was great. I thought Alicia Keys was great. I thought the performance was amazing. Alicia Keys, very easy on the eyes and the ears with those vocals <laughs> as well. Rayfield Davis, former Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. Obviously, you saw him in West Lafayette. You see him on the Big Ten Network. He's with us here on the Payless Slickers Hotline. Let's go back to Saturday night, Rayfell. Um, difference for you in that one, Indiana, you know, I guess hung around for four minutes and then pretty much the rest was kind of what we saw in Bloomington. Uh, what were your observations from Saturday night? Um. Well, one of my observations was that I think Paint wanted to beat those dudes by 30 if he had the chance. I think um, I think that was one of those games where I think Paint was making a making a um, making a statement. I thought he wanted to keep the guys sharp, keep them focused. I think that's why he played them the whole game pretty much. I think um, Brandon Smith was the best player on the floor at times. I think since that Nebraska loss, Brandon Smith has been great. I mean, he's upped his assists, he's lowered his turnovers, he's um, just really just controlling the game in a real way. So I think um, you have your point guard playing this way at this time of the year, it always goes well for you. I mean, Zach was Zach. And then um, although it wasn't the greatest offensive game for Purdue outside of those two guys, they really um, looked like they dialed in on the scouting report. Their defense was um, was really good. I think they held – this off the top of my head, you can go check, but I think they held a little wear – and Malik renewed to, I think, 17 points on 8 to 18 from the field. Yep. And I think uh, when you do something like that, you're just locked in. And that's in, that's Indiana's attack. That's how they score the ball. Uh, Purdue was great on their double teams, their digging, their rotations, uh, knowing who to guard, who not to guard. So I think it was uh, one of those games where, it, and like Zach said after the game, they're not a finished product. But when they uh, when you start to grind out games on the defensive end, at this time of the year, that kind of helps for you. Because in March, everything slows down and it comes to a half-court game. Mostly. Rafael Davis joining us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. As a former player and now an uh, analyst, this is at least how I saw it, okay? I just thought Purdue was having fun, and I almost thought they were head-patting Indiana, that they were laughing at Indiana, that Edie hits the three. And you're right, they wanted to win that game by 30. If it weren't for C.J. Gunn making some late baskets, uh, Rafael, who knows what that score could have been. Is that how you felt watching it, that Purdue was almost kind of laughing as they were dismissing Indiana for the second straight time this season? I won't say they were... I won't say they're laughing at them. I just think they were having fun with the game. I think uh, it was more about Purdue than it was about Indiana. I think um, Zach hitting that three had no had nothing to do with Indiana. It could have been anybody. And I think the guys were going to have a good time with it. The crowd was going to have a good time with it. I thought, well, uh, right, if it was up twenty or down by one, that was um, it was a good shot he took. It wasn't that they were out there they were out there taking bad shots. But I do think they. Uh, they have the confidence that they're just the better team. And sometimes it can come off as that way when you are just the better team. And, and it's like the varsity playing at JV at times. So I think because um, Purdue didn't play well offensively outside of me, outside of that shot, outside of a few possessions. It was more of um, a toughness game because I've also sat in that game and I've lost that game by 30 as well in Mackey. So I think um, Paint expressed how important it is to win that game since we lost those games. I don't think um, my freshman year – we took it the game as serious as we should have. And I think the game since my freshman year, since 2013, I think it's uh, – you can go look at the record. I think it's uh, – guys understand what type, the magnitude of the game. Is. They came out and they showed it. 15-4 and four, Purdue over Indiana since those games Rafael was talking about back in that 2013 season. Rafael Davis, of course, with us. See him on Big Ten Network. Uh, he's joining us on the Payless Slickers Hotline. Rafael, I, I want to go Big Ten as a whole. Um – Maybe biggest surprise in a positive direction and biggest surprise in a negative direction as we sit here with less than a month to go in the regular season. Uh, biggest surprise in a positive direction would be Rutgers. Uh, they're sitting at 5-7 and seven right now. And then when I look at the remainder of their season, I mean, it's, uh, I mean they'll have to play really well. I mean, obviously, their defense is going to be their defense, but their offense is going to continue to be what it is. And Jeremiah Williams continues at this rate. One, He'll be an all-conference guy in 11 games, but then two, they can really go six and two over the next two over the next eight. If you look at who they play and where they play them and the style of play, I mean, they've already beaten a couple teams in there, and I mean, you maybe lose to Purdue, you maybe lose at Wisconsin, but there's a lot of winnable games in there if you take it game by game. And then Rutgers goes from bottom of the league to maybe top five in the league. So I think they're. Uh, Jeremiah Williams has been super surprising. I haven't seen a guy come to a team 
and them just halfway through the year, three quarters through the year, and them just give him the ball and say, "You go, you go score." I mean, he must have been just dominating practice. He, um, you can tell how good he is. He makes everyone better on the floor. He changes those guys' roles and make them more comfortable. But then in the negative surprise, I would say, um, in the negative surprise, I guess I say Maryland. Uh, Maryland, when you look at their core, you look at Jameer Young. I mean, he looks like I mean. Was joking around the other day, and I was saying, it feels like dudes are just wasting Jameer Young's senior season. I mean, he's playing out of his mind. I mean, he's um, having an all-American type season, but they're just not going to win enough games for him to be considered. So I think uh, when you got Julian Reese, when you got Dante Scott, that gives you the core. But I don't think they're um, one. I don't think they're consistent enough. Those two guys, but then I don't think they're freshmen gave them what they expected. I think um, their lack of shooting really hurt them, and it really showed. And uh, when you expect your freshmen to kind of come in and score from the perimeter and be shooters, uh, I haven't. I've never coached college basketball, but I've been around a lot of freshmen. And that's tough for them, unless they're top five, top ten draft picks. Wisconsin, Rafael has lost four in a row. What's going on with the Badgers? Why? Why? I mean, they were they were top five team in the country. What's happened? Uh, they just been turning the ball over. You can't turn the ball over in the Big Ten and expect to win. It's a possessions game, and then I think um, I think coach is kind of tighten the restraints offensively for guys. I think A.J. Stewart, I think I think A.J. Stewart's got to have more. He's got to have more variety in offense. I think he's got to have some set plays called for him. I think um, he's not your typical – and Coach would know more than me because he's there every day, but I don't feel like A.J. Stewart's the typical swing guy. I mean, it works for him. He can figure it out, but – Earlier in the year, it felt like they were having some ball screen action to him. He was getting the shots. He was playing a little more one-on-one. I think um, when you start to lose, things start to get tight. and Then they start to turn it over. Um, guys have kind of guarded them differently since Purdue. Uh, Purdue guarded Stephen Crow with the with the guard, basically. You put Mason Gillis, Trey Kaufman, Randall, and Stephen Crow, and you put Zach Eady on Tyler Wall. And that's how uh, teams have done that since. And I don't know if that's – Knocked them out, but Tyler, I mean, Stephen Crow hasn't really been effective because he doesn't get those pick and pop threes. He doesn't get those shots that he would normally get with the five man guarding him because now it's a guard and now you're switching it. And it's, um, I don't think they've um, maybe figured that part out yet, but I think, I think they'll be fine. I think this is a stretch where they just have to go through. And I think it hurts the seeding in NCAA wise, but I think that they're a tournament team, no doubt. I think Wisconsin gets the right matchups in the tournament, and they're clicking. They can beat anybody in the country. Again, Rayfield Davis, obviously Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, former captain for the Boilermakers, and you see him on Big Ten Network. He is with us here on the Payless Lickers Hotline. Last one for me, Rayfell. Do you feel differently about Purdue this year in terms of what they can do in March than maybe you have in years past? Uh, yeah, they have a better de- – this is the best defense in the last three years. This is their um, – First time having a defensive stopper in the last three years. This is their um, first time in a half-court setting having multiple guys that can go get their own bucket off the bounce. So I think um, they're playing with two-point guards in the backcourt, essentially, so you don't really necessarily worry about the press. I know Rutgers press gave them trouble, but Rutgers is the best, one of the best, the number two defense in the country. Their press is going to give everybody trouble. So that argument where the old Rutgers gave him trouble with the press is silly because Rutgers is going to give everybody trouble with the press. So I think um, I think they're think Lance Jones as a dimension to this team that they just had a had last year. He's a guy that he can make a shot, he can drive the ball, he can get his own basket, but then he can guard your best player on the other end. And I think it allows Fletcher Lawyer to just be a shooter, a guy that comes off of screens and makes shots, that defends the third best guy on the floor. You're kind of hiding sometimes. And then Braden Smith, his confidence and his um, evolution has been um, has been outstanding. His um, his poise, his belief in himself, getting to that right hand pull up jumper. And then you have the best player in the country. So I think they have um, and Zach Eady. So I think you have a lot of things working for you if you're Purdue. And I think they're um, with it's been their defense. Their defense has um, I think a couple years ago they were 90th in defense efficiency in Ken Palm. I think last year they may have been like. Um, 23rd maybe, and I think this year they're top 15, top to maybe 13. So I think um, they're in better defensively still. So I think their defense has been the biggest change. What criticism is warranted with Indiana right now, and what's going on with Mike Woodson and IU? Um, I wouldn't put any criticism. I think, I mean, 
Not that they're asking for Mike Woodson to be fired. I mean, they sound just ridiculous to me. I think it. Um, I mean, it just makes no sense. I mean, they go to the tournament two years in a row. I mean, they win a tournament game. He got two, two NBA players. I mean, you got a first round, one and done. I mean, you got McKenzie and Baco probably one and done next year. You got another five star coming in, and like Liam McNeely next year, who's really, really good at basketball. I watched him play a bunch, caught a few of his games. McNeely is a guard that will help this team next year. He's really good. But I think um, when you look at what they were, I don't think they went to a tournament for four years before Woody. So I think um, this is just one of those years where you just have to go through it. I think when Paint, Paint, 10 years ago, Paint was last place in the Big Ten. A year before that, he was playing in the CBI. And now we fast forward 10, 11 years later, he's one of the best coaches in the country. I think so sometimes we get stuck in the moment. We can't see the bigger picture. I think um, if you get McNeely to come in next year, I think they're going to have to go out and get another guard in the portal. I think Woody's a great recruiter, obviously. Um, Derek Queen is still in the wind as far as his commitment, his recruitment. If they can get Derek Queen to come in next season, I mean, they're figuring it out. I think this year it's the guys on the floor not taking pride on the defensive end. And this, that can't be Woody because we've seen it in the last two years. They've had a really good defense. But those guys play hard. Trace Jackson Davis, Ray Thompson, they played hard every single possession. They weren't cool about it. This year's team is just too cool. That comes with their leadership at the, in the locker room. Their leadership is too cool. Their leadership, they don't have leadership in the locker room. And then you don't win games when you don't have leadership. And that will have, that's what happened to Coach Painter at Purdue. That's what happens at Michigan right now with Coach Howard. It's the guys in the locker room have to lead the charge sometimes to win. You hear a coach go to a press conference and he says, I don't have to play my walk-ons. They care. I know what that looks like because I can remember Coach Painter playing walk-ons in front of me and in front of other guys because they play harder than us. So I think um, it's not making sense to me the kind of criticism on Woodson. I know the basketball style is when it talks about it's not this 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 generation of basketball, but you go back to last season when he had a guard that could do it. Jay Wilson-Shafino and Matthew Arena got you 35 points off of ball screens, which is today's basketball. So I think um, you've got to have the guys to do it. and They don't have a lot of guys. Their best option right now is to go inside. And when they get more perimeter guys, I think Woody's a guy that um, – He'll, he'll adjust to what he has. And even if McKenzie and Baco stays next year, you get McKenzie and Baco as a sophomore and Liam McNeely, and then you get a, a fifth year of, or a transfer guard in there somewhere, I think uh, you cook it with gas. So I think um, it's just one of those years you got to go through. And uh, sometimes you got to struggle. But I think, um, I think coach is fine. And I think the guys just got to play hard. They got to have some pride. I think at this point in the year where they're at, it's pride. It's pride defensively. And it can be fake toughness. It can be punching somebody in the face. It can be getting flagrants. They got to actually play real basketball and play harder. Ray Phil, great stuff, man. Always enjoy our conversations. And uh, hopefully we can have you on here before uh, the tournament gets rolling in less than a month. Oh, no, I appreciate you guys. And I'm um, having a free basketball camp in Indianapolis during spring break, also in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And so if you're um, looking for information for basketball camp for you, for. Um, you can't afford basketball camp. You want to go to a nice basketball camp or uh, be a part of an organization, you go to RayfieldDavisBasketball.com. Uh, we're also going to be in West Lafayette. That's our camp going right now. So if you uh, want more information or want to sponsor our camps or want to sponsor our nonprofit foundation or be a part, uh, RayfieldDavisBasketball.com. Love that, Rayfield. Thank you, man. Yeah, have a good one.